Hi guys, thanks for joining us today um, to announce our new head coach, Coach Greg Cooper. Uh, really excited to have him. We'll start with statements by Kimball, Brandon, and Coach, um, and then move to questions here in the room. Um, and then we have some people joining us over Zoom as well. So after everyone in here has wrapped up their questions, we'll answer a few questions over the computer. So, um, Kimball, anyway. Yeah, well, thanks everyone for being here, taking time out of your, your busy schedules, making it down. Um, it's good to see you know, some of our staff members and some of our players even here supporting this announcement. This is a, a day that's been, you know, long in the making, especially given where we were at this season, uh, where we ended up record-wise, but importantly with the changes that we had, um, you know, that, that that transpired halfway through this year. Uh, you know, so for us, this is this is a this has been a very methodical and well thought out process. Brandon and uh, the rest of our staff have done a, a very good job at identifying dozens of potential candidates um, and being able to narrow it down to a handful of folks that, that we felt could do the job. But in the end, there was one candidate that, that we knew we had to get on board and that would be the perfect match for where the Utah Warriors not only have been, um, but more importantly, where we wanna go. Um, and, and that's to build this epicenter of rugby for North America and nothing short of that. Um, so, it was pretty, you know, in my first conversation with Greg, it was pretty instantaneous that I knew that this was, this was our guy. Um, well thought out uh, conversation, had done his research and knew a lot more about Utah than I think I even knew about some of the things that we have going on here. Um, even in some cases, more about the players than I, you know, was somewhat familiar with. So it was, it was really a good conversation. So I think for me, in my capacity, um, of having been with this team now for, you know, from its inception, uh, being a part of the early days of the MLR, you know, as the Utah Warriors being a founding franchise within the MLR, um, to have a coach of Greg's caliber uh, to join the Warriors uh, and to join the MLR is is a, a watershed day for the for this organization and for this league. Um, and I think that'll that'll come out in the conversation and the questions that'll get answered here. But uh, it, it's really no short thing to say that we now have the most experienced coach in the MLR in Greg Cooper. So we're look, we're very excited to have him here. We're, we're grateful to have him as part of this organization. Cooper, we've Greg Cooper, but he goes by Coops. So we've got to, we're still kind of working that out. No, no, you're doing pretty well, man. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I mean, as Kimball mentioned, it was an exhaustive process that we went through uh, through the coach interview. Um, you know, I believe Greg and I first first spoke. Greg and I first spoke in week, uh, I think it was week uh, eight. We kept in contact throughout that. Uh, what really impressed me, what really impressed me, and made me confident that he'd be the right person for for the job was his worldly experience. He comes from three of the most toughest competitions in the world as it relates to rugby. Uh, you know, his experience, if you were to put it in an American landscape, a sporting landscape is equivalent to somebody like a Jimmy Johnson, a Pete Carroll, Bruce Arians, uh, or even a Jim Harbaugh. So to bring somebody with that caliber and that wealth of, of diverse experience for a team that's, that's also very diverse is a huge asset for us. Um, you know, Greg's ability to, to impact developmental programs with any of the organization he's been, uh, especially with the work that he did in Mitsubishi, 
uh, is really important to us. You know, as Kimball mentioned, we are working to be the epicenter of North American rugby. And, and a part of that is growing players and coaches holistically through our pathway. We aren't an organization that wants to be dependent on importing talent. We want to be able to never, we want to be able to say that we're never rebuilding. We're always going to be reloading. And, and it starts by having a unified pathway uh, with a head coach that works his way down through the U18s, the selects, on to the MOR to make sure everybody's learning the same thing, developing uh, in the way that they should um, so they can both progress as a player and a coach. So uh, I'm really excited to welcome him to Warrior Nation. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm excited to see the fireworks that him and the staff create uh, in the next, for the next four years. Kimball Kim, Kim and, and uh, Randa, thanks for those kind words. It's uh, uh, tremendous. Uh, j just for me, um, it is a real honor uh, to be here. It's, um, I think it's been mentioned that there was a discussion that's been going on for a while, but and uh, Kimball, you mentioned there that you sort of knew early on. I, I knew early on as well. Um, this organization has had, while the MR, MLR is only a, a young competition, this organization here to me has got some very, very strong foundations. And that was really evident when I was discussing in those early, uh, early stages. So the foundations are there to, and the success has been there. And for me, I'm just really excited about the opportunity to, to, to build on that success. Um, you know, I think really, really important for me too is, is respect. And, and I think as a person, as a coach, I've got a lot of work to do. Um, yes, I have coached in a lot of areas, um, but that doesn't mean to say that I come here and, and I got, I've got the right to, uh, to, to be respected from the start. I've got to earn that right. So there's a lot of work in front of us. Uh, I'm really excited about that work. I've spoken to some players, uh, Lance, spoke to Lance the other day. Um, and it's really nice to be able to actually start connecting with players. So, so for me, uh, as I said, a lot of work uh, to be done. And I'll, I'll say it right now, um, you know, you can talk about championships and you can talk, you know, that is the goal of every team. There's no question about that. But the important thing for me is it's the playoffs. Every year you should expect to be in the playoffs. So how you get there is, is a, it's a bit of a long journey. And that is the expectation. That's the expectation that I'll put on myself. And that's obviously the expectation I'll put on the, the organisation and the, and the players, obviously, in particular. So looking forward to working with the coaching group, uh, all the staff, uh, and our goal, as I said, will be to make, to make those playoffs. So once you get to the playoffs, it's anyone's game. Um, sometimes uh, it works your way, sometimes it doesn't. But clearly we'll be ch uh, chasing those championships, but our focus will be you know, getting, getting to the, uh, the main event, first of all. And that's every year. It's not just, you know, I, I think the thing about the, um, the Warriors is it is about consistent success. So we don't want to be up and down. We want to be consistent. There's good years and there's not so good years, but every year will be an expectation. We're going to be there. We're going to be in the fight, and I think that's really important. The other, the other exciting thing, obviously, is um, the Rugby World Cup is coming to America in 2031 for the men's and, and 2033 for the women's, and I think that adds a lot of stability to the uh, to the MLR, and that's also a part of you know, after coaching in New Zealand, coaching in France, coaching in Japan. Um, when I saw that announcement, it really excited me because I think there's only one one way forward now. Obviously, there was a, a little bit of a hiccup on the weekend, um, but you know, uh, American rugby will continue to grow, and I think that announcement is really really important. So, for me, uh, that just added another uh, another bit of the excitement because I do believe that 
American rugby is going to, you know, going to grow. And, and Brandon did mention about the growth here. To me, that's really important. It, you don't, you don't just bring in hired help or, or, or players come in and out, in and out. We've got to build the, the strength and the depth here. And there is a history of, of some uh, of rugby here. So there's a history of, or an opportunity to grow that. And, and obviously that's my responsibility now, along with other coaches, along with other staff. So looking forward to building that, uh, that depth, um, that growth. So again, I'll just use that word again, that sustainable success. We just continue to be successful. But uh, thank you and uh, for, for coming along. I'm sure you have some questions. I, um, I'm very, very excited. And um, as I said, a lot of work to be, to be done. I actually thought the other day, I actually thought, well, I wish this competition would start, but I don't really want it to start because I know there's a lot of work to be done. So once we've uh, done all that hard work, uh, I'm sure we'll be ready to, to face the fight. So I'll open it up to questions from the media. If you're joining us over Zoom, just use that raise hand feature and we'll get to you guys soon. But um, for those of you here in person, if you want to just raise your hand, we'll call on you and uh, ask a question for any of these three guys up here. So, Darren. Coach, first off, welcome to Utah. Thank you. Great you mentioned early you knew it was a good fit as well. Yeah. What did you, uh, I guess, hear or know that made it a good fit for you? Um, well, I think the important thing for me is, I think when you're in a conversation with someone over the phone and there's, there's things that are said that clearly make it obvious. Now, one of the things I did do, and, I, and I'm sure there's representatives of, of those in the marketing and in the web, um, I, went, I went to the website for a start. I went straight to the website and I looked and I thought, that is incredibly professional. Um, and it told me a story. And then I started to have conversations um, uh, with, uh, with Kimball, um, with Brandon, and they were talking about the goals and, and wanted to make it the epicenter of rugby in, in, in North America. And that's an easy thing to say. That's really easy to say. But when you dig behind the scenes, and as I said, starting with simple things, the website, um, looking at, uh, at the team and how they had performed, because you know, they had performed, uh, and then even looking at the performances. And I did look at, I've seen all the performances, but I looked at particularly at the, at the Austin game. I looked at um, the Atlanta game. I looked at uh, the LA, LA game. Unfortunately, you know, some yellow cards didn't help there, but there were some really strong performances there. And I'm looking at that, and then I'm looking at where they had been. I thought, no, there's something going on here. I, I, I said, you know, I, I had a look, I analysed the performance, and, and I've spoken with the coaching staff, and I honestly believe that this is a team that is going places. So, yeah, there were some, some telltale signs there. Um, but then in terms of everything else, what made the timing right for you for this kind of a challenge? Um, if, if you have a look at, uh, I have coached a lot professionally. Um, the timing is absolutely right. For, I, 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 I just left the team, I just left the team that we had a very, very successful year. And one of the important things for me is to leave a place uh, in a better state than when you started. Um, this team, you know, Really proud of it. I, I know that I can jump on a plane and head back to Tokyo. I can sit amongst the crowd. I can sit amongst the supporters, and I know I did my job. So that really was that was part of the timing. The other part of the timing, as I mentioned, was um, where I think the rugby is going in in the uh, in the USA. And and I think we're only five years into this competition, so I, I think it's going to continue to grow and grow and grow. So for me. It is so important that, uh, well, for me, it was an obvious fit, you know, leaving a place in a good state, going to another place where there's growth to be had, not just locally, but also nationally.
How quickly do you feel like you have to get your staff together at this point? Yep. Get myself together. How quickly do you feel like you need to get the staff together, the assistant coaches and so on? Uh, we're talking at the moment. I've got a I've got a meeting tomorrow with Sean. Um, <laughs> we have we have spoken. We had a meeting with Robbie uh, uh, yes, yesterday as well. Um, so yeah, no, we're talking. I've I've actually got another uh, meeting next week with uh, with Robbie. So uh, you know, we've got a we've got a lot of work to do. You know, there's scheduling to be done. There's I think the important, the first important thing is I'm not coming here to say this is what we do. I'm coming here to find out what are we doing, and then because what we're doing here is some really good stuff, um, but you know, there's going to be some changes because there's always change, and I think there'll be an expectation there'll be change, but it might just be subtle change, or it might be reinforcing what is good. So, uh, I, as I said, I'm not coming here to say we're doing this, we're doing that. I'm coming here to understand and then modify if need be, change if need be, or just reinforce. What do you feel like is already good? Um, I feel there's one really, really important. There's an incredible community spirit here. And I think, I'm talking a rugby background here. The great successful rugby teams have built a lot on community. Um, and when I say community, that is the link between the team and the community. And I think that's really important. Um, I think the re really good thing is the off the field organization. I think it's very strong. I think there's a good connect between the off the field organization and the rugby team itself. Um, so I also believe in the players. I've actually had a really strong look at the players and I think there's some real talented players here. And with every and with every team, there will be change. You know, so you know that happens, but I think the core of the players here are very, very good players. Um, and and I think importantly for me, the, the homework that I'm doing and the feedback that I'm getting, they're good people. I think it's important to have, uh, you know, it's, it's the people before the player. You know, the player is the second part of the equation, but get the people right first. There's a major league soccer team that lives on these premises as well, but what do you think of the facilities and, and the community and how is that going to aid in the process that you're hoping to accomplish? Well, I think um, the facilities are fantastic. They, they really are. I mean, this facility here, uh, is I think it's outstanding. I, I think having um, another professional organisation nearby is important. I've you know, obviously been involved in rugby, I've visited um, Australian Rules, I've visited uh, soccer in, in, uh, in the UK, um, I've visited uh, rugby league in Australia, so I'm really into understanding other organisations as well, uh, because you can learn off the other organisations. So to me, I think it's exciting that there's another professional organization at our doorstep um, because I think in, into uh, crossing over in sports and getting understanding is really important. Hopefully we drive each other. Sure. Uh, Brandon, uh, obviously, I, I don't know exactly what goes into these sort of processes, but I imagine you have some sort of wish list that you kind of try to tick off as, as time goes on. What were the characteristics that Greg had that kind of made you say this is really the guy we want? Yeah, I, I think it started a lot with what we wanted to define and probably the primary most important attribute that we wanted was someone that was a successful educator. Uh, the second one after that was somebody that had a diverse background, not just in rugby, um, but like as far as what they've done. You know, Greg, Greg is a successful rugby coach, but he's also been a successful businessman. Um, you know, Greg has a proven track record of, of being an educator and developing them around them, like the work that he did in Japan and, and with the national team and so on and so forth uh, has been instrumental. Uh, and then there was probably a list of about 16 attributes that if I remember correctly, he marked off 14 of them. So, yeah. 
it was it was quite it was quite an exhaustive search and, and we got the right guy with it. What were the two he did not? <laughs> I'm just thinking that. I want to be asking that question later. Six foot seven. Yeah, yeah. I want a taller or better looking than me. So, so you played at the end of your playing career and at the start of your coaching career you kind of came across that transition from amateur to professional. Yeah. And now you see the growth of the league here. You've kind of watched the benefits of that in Japan. How do you see the growth of American rugby compared to initially in New Zealand and then in Japan and of course seeing the epitome of it across Europe? Yeah, it's a good question. that's a good question. And I think, I think I say this, I'm lucky that I was in the non-professional era first. And then I sort of dabbled in the professional era as a, as a player and then obviously got into the professional era as a coach. So I've seen, um, I've seen both sides. Uh, and obviously, I think one of the, the great things about the old days, and I don't want to go back too much to the old days, but the great thing about the old days, it was about community, it was about camaraderie, and it was about you know, looking after your mates and fighting for your mates. Uh, and I think that's really, really important when it comes to the actual practical rugby side of things. You know, you, 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 we go through good days and we go through bad days, but we we never ever fracture in, in those days. So that's really important. From a professional point of view, yeah, this is early. This is five years of entering the sixth year of uh, MLR. So there are going to be things that I, I would have seen uh, through the 20 years as a professional coach that hopefully I can I can help with. I mean, there's a lot of stuff here that I, I don't want to come here as an expert. I'm not an expert. You know, and I think this is this is... I come here with experience. Um, I've got to learn first. I've got to understand. And that's, I think that's crucial. I've got expertise in certain areas. I'm just going to make sure my expertise fits. And, and that's really important to me. So I will see things. I think that maybe we can fast track professionally because I've seen it before. But I first of all, I have to understand the ground here at the moment. Any other questions in the room? Oh, it's kind of a, a little bit of a non-rugby question, uh, if you will, because you mentioned that you've, as you kind of went into these meetings and we're talking to Kimball, talking to Brandon, you went to the website, you went to the organization, you kind of looked around and sort of the landscape of the Warriors. Did you learn anything about Utah as well and, and yeah. kind of just the environment yeah. and the, the overall community? About yeah, yeah, I, I, I did. I, I, I tend to do that. Um, it's something that interests me a lot. I like, I love history. I, I understand about uh, how the how Utah or how um, the, uh, uh, the history of the religious side of, uh, of Utah was important for me to understand. Um, I, uh, you know, I understand there's been hardship and I think that's one of the things, you know, I've come from the bottom of the South Island uh, in New Zealand um, and there's a lot of um, history of, of, of hard work to get to where you need to get to. So I did obviously the, 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 the obvious things like the the landscape, the geography, um, that I did, I, I dug as deep as I could understand because it is important to me. Uh, whether it's, it's more about it's it's more about have, making sure that I respect and understand local. And uh, as I said, I'm no expert on it, but I've, I've dug as deep as I can to have to have had an understanding. You know, as I said, I've lived in France, I've lived in uh, I've lived in Japan. I've got a Croatian mother, um, so you know I. I do tend to try and understand a little bit. Um, of course, uh, since you've traveled quite a bit to um, your various teams, 
going with pacing and everything, uh, obviously, there's going to be points from New Zealand pace, Japan's pace. Is there anything interesting that you saw with the way that Americans play rugby that um, you feel is better or something that you want to attack going forward? Want to use from the other? Yeah, from like the other leagues, say like from New Zealand compared to. No, I, I think I, mean, I think the important thing is every experience is different. Even my year coming up, this year, the next year will be different. You know, there's always subtleties. Um, so, no, I, I think again, it's about uh, gathering the information, understanding what did I learn in New Zealand that could be beneficial here. What did I learn in France? What did I learn in Japan? Um, I think the great thing about all of that is. You know, while it's English speaking, it's culturally different, like New Zealand and Australians. Uh, you know, so <laughs> we're, we're friends, but but you know, there's differences, there's subtleties there. Um, so I'm actually, so I will answer your question. No, I won't grab hey, something out of France. I might grab something out of France that might be quite useful here, yeah. but I need to understand first, uh, and I'm sure I will grab little bits and pieces. And uh, and I think that's the exciting thing for me. And and. You know, you know what it's like. You only know what you know, and that comes from experience. Um, and I will have failures here. I will have that, but I'll learn, hopefully I'll learn from it. So, and those over the years, you you hopefully don't make those mistakes again. And that's the beauty about what I've been able to do. Yeah, Joe and then Jared. Uh, just, just quickly. Um, obviously, you know, we, we all know you've been involved with the league from the start, one of the family members and things like that. How important do you think like coaches of Greg's caliber are important to, to the growth of the league, not only just the teams, but the league as a whole now moving forward as we look to you know use 2031 as, as the benchmark that you know, kind of we are looking at now? Yeah, I mean the, the, the phrase rising tide kind of comes to mind, right? You know, we, we need to continue to develop and increase the, the, the caliber of uh, of rugby acumen, but more importantly. There's still a maturation that the MLR in general is going through in terms of its professionalism. Um, and, and that's that's part of the process. That's something that we knew that would take place over time. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. You don't just, you guys saw it in, in New Zealand. You, we saw it in all the professional leagues in, in Europe. Um, there's a five to 10 year you know, professional, professionalization curve that goes into that process. And, and I would even say that some of those leagues are still maturing and growing um, from a facilities and, and other perspectives. So, <clears throat> you know, we've got to just continue to, to, to push the envelope and the boundaries, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you balance that with um, bringing the other boats up with you along the way. And that, that means really making sure that the, the caliber of leadership that you bring into a, a key role like this, um, needs to also be very well connected and well thought out with regards to how you're going to connect it to the rest of the community. Because you'll, you'll see that the teams that have been most successful in international rugby, Leinster, Toulouse, um, you know, Leicester, Harlequin, Saracens, they have these pathways. They have those connections to the community that make it sustainable year over year over year to use, you know, Brandon's phrase. It's not, you know, rebuilding, it's reloading. And so um, a, a big part of, of the emphasis and the role here for, for what Coops is going to be doing is going to be helping get out in the community and, and developing those relationships with the, the collegiate, the high school, the amazing community that we have here in Utah that is irreplicable anywhere else in the country. For Sparksy and then for Coops as well, you made the comment, Coach, recently about how 
with the recent struggles in New Zealand, how they could benefit from a partnership with some of these Japanese clubs and yes. the connections there, obviously going back with John Kerwin and the national team there. Yeah. Brandon, is this something you could see clubs here forming a more official partnership with some of those professional leagues to benefit from their experience and then have not only that player pool, if you will, but that experience and that teaching and learning experience going back and forth. Is that something that we could see maybe happen here in America where we have the resources to be able to facilitate that now for growth? Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think partnerships out there exist uh, inside the rugby ecosystem. Uh, if I'm honest with you, I think that there's a lot that we as a rugby community can do to learn uh, from the sports that are already existing and more established than us. I think if you look at what USA Hockey, USA Soccer have done with their pathways, um, in USA Soccer especially, like USA Soccer to be able to look at something, realize something wasn't working and blow it up and start over again, I think that's valuable lessons that, that we should take on. Uh, I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said that, you know, learn learn from other people's experience because you're not going to live long enough to, to get it all yourself. Uh, and I think... Yeah, there, there, there is partnerships out there that exist. And I, and I think that there's partners, that there's teams and organizations around the world that are eager to work with us. Um, but I also think it, it, it starts by us looking around at, at all the other sports that, that are you know, 50, 60, 70 years ahead of us. So. All right, we'll move to questions over Zoom. All right, we have a couple of questions on Zoom. Let's start with James Dealey. James. Hi guys, thanks for uh, thanks for including me. Just a quick question, probably for, for all three of you. Um, in a little under a month, there is something that's almost uniquely North American in the the MLR Collegiate Draft, and uh, I'm wondering if you guys uh, will be approaching that draft uh, with any kind of particular vision, with be that in the short term or the long term. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, yeah with our draft strategy, you know if. If I'm honest with you, we learned a lot from the first draft, uh, a lot of what not to do. Um, we've, we kind of recalibrate that in a year or two. And we saw uh, a, a, an awesome crop of athletes come through there with Emerson Pryor, uh, with Connor Burns and Joey Baki. Uh, I firmly believe that we have the future of North American scrummaging in our pathway right now with Elijah Hayes and Emerson Pryor. We're going to look to build on that going in, into this draft. Um, you know, we're not the type of organization that are going to draft these kids and expect them to perform right away. We're going to give them time to develop, uh, give them the tools to develop. And there's a few key areas positionally that we need we need to start strengthening for the future. Uh, and that's going to be our target heading into the draft in about a month of time. Thank you. All right, next up we have Rob Hammerschmidt. Thank you. Um, I'm wondering, Greg, you, you did a lot of assessing and obviously you looked at some games uh, from this last matches this last season and kind of identified some of those matches as matches that you look for for progress and growth and looked at some other ones and perhaps said, you know, we need to use those as learning experiences. I'm interested in finding out, are there some positions that you've identified right away that perhaps, um, you know, you need to bring in talent or you need to develop talent or, you know, some, some areas that you saw that need improvement and that you're going to be looking to, um, you know, uh, move players into those positions to have a more successful uh, season in 28, 30, uh, 20, 30, 23, excuse me. 
yeah, I think I think the important thing there is is um, there's always going to be growth, and, and so so what the, the the core of what we've got now, I'm very very confident in. Uh, you know, we will be in a process, and we are in a process of just looking at the the roster. Uh, so those are that, it's ongoing discussions, um, and and so working very closely with Brandon and the other coaches um, on that. I, I think. I think a lot of the success to me or the future success will be based on one is I think or primarily is going to be growth of what we have and and uh, and growth of obviously the development of, of the younger ones as well. But I just, some of the things for me is about simplicity, uh, keeping things simple and, and you know, looking at the basis of our conditioning, making sure our conditioning is strong. I mean, unless you've got the strong conditioning behind you, you you really don't have a lot going. So one is just want to make sure that our conditioning is where it needs to be. Um, secondly, is de is developing. There's a lot of games that were relatively close as well. So there's a possibly a bit of a mindset understanding there. And I think if we keep things simple, the mind operates more efficiently. So if we're in a great condition, if we are we we are simple, we understand what we're doing. Um, in terms of the growth that you're talking about and and, and development. I think those close losses become close wins. Those close wins become confidence. Those close that that confidence becomes momentum. And when you've got momentum, it's a really hard thing to break. Uh, and 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 that goes both ways. That goes momentum downwards and momentum upwards. So, you know, we I'm confident we get it right. We build that momentum. Um, I'm, I'm you know we'll be unstoppable if we if we get on that rise. Then we have Matt McCarthy. Hey, everybody. Uh, Coach, welcome to the Thank good you. old USA. It's a, it's a big place. It's a big country. Uh, before I get into my first question, I got a, a quick question for you. Do you call JK, sir? Do you call John Kerwin, sir? John Kerwin, yeah, yeah. John Kerwin. Yeah. Do we call do you call him sir? John <laughs> I actually caught up with JK the other day and um, I didn't realize he was there. I was at a restaurant and I got put in a headlock by JK. So I did call him <laughs> sir after that. I did call him sir. I, he walked up from behind me. But no, he's a, I used to actually uh, live with JK um, when I was uh, playing for Auckland and have JK and I are very, very, very good friends. All right. So now, now for the serious question. Your, your resume has taken you all over the globe, Southern Hemisphere, Northern Hemisphere. What would you say a coach Greg Cooper's stamp is on a team? What kind of style of play if you have one? I, 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 good question. I, I, think, I think the style of play is got to, you've got to be very careful with um, bringing a style of play based on the profile of the team. Now, I've had a good look at this team here. And you know, you you know, I, I think this team can play a multi-style game. I, I think clearly, and Brandon alluded to it in terms of this. I think it's strong up front. I think it's got some real firepower out wide, and it's got, you know, obviously some, some really strong carry in the midfield as well. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm, I've got my thoughts on how the game should be played, and I'll obviously discussing that with the other coaches. I, I'm a believer, and you don't come with a absolute style you've got to understand the profile of the team because if i came here and said oh let's play a 
you know, a wide expanse of game and uh, and that's not appropriate or oh, certainly I'm from New Zealand. We like to use the ball, um, but there's ways of using the ball. And I know that there's a very strong forward pack. There's a, a hungry forward pack that loves the, the physical side of it. And I'll certainly be encouraging uh, the physicality in our game because we get physical in our game. Um, we carry the ball, we carry strong, uh, we use the ball and we've got weapons that can use the ball. So we've got to engage the opposition and we've got to keep going at that opposition. And that also goes without the ball. So the mentality will be attacked with or without the ball. That's my philosophy. Um, but that there's ways of doing that. But, but unless we bring physicality to the game, unless we put the opposition on notice that we are are going to be physical, uh, we'll, lose, we'll lose the battle. So we've got to battle first and take the rewards later. So that'll be basically how we'll be looking at playing the game. But there's going to be more, there's going to be formulas around that. Okay. Um, one last question from Rob. Um, many teams kind of have a style that's, a, or not a style, uh, a roster that's a little bit reflective of um, their staff and coaching. Obviously, uh, you know, Houston with South African influence because of Heineke Meyer uh, in, in uh, New York, uh, Marty Veal has had a heavy New Zealand influence. Um, obviously, you know, Kimball um, and, and Brandon uh, are from the United States, but Greg, you're from New Zealand. Can we expect to see more heavily, um, you know, New Zealand influence come in as you begin to look to bring in, uh, players to, to, to play in Utah for 2023? Um, as I said, from my, from my point of view, I'm extremely satisfied with the, the roster and, 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 and again, Brandon coaching group, we're, we're looking at, um, at, uh, you know, at what the future looks like. So that's an ongoing, that's an ongoing process. Um, so no, again, for me, just to reemphasize to me, it's about looking what we have and utilizing the type of players we have to play, the type of game we we need need to play. Yes, I'm, I know Heineken well, and I know what looked at Houston and how they play, and it does resemble this the style that Heineken's had in, in the past. I don't believe I have one style. Uh, I think you need to adapt to the surroundings. Uh, and as I said, you know we've got some we've got some forwards here that I I think um, have already earned the respect of the opposition. Um, I think they'll be even more respectful of the style that we'll be playing. Um, and as I said, we've got some, I'll call them the fancy backs because that's what they're known as. Uh, and they will hopefully get the opportunity to show what they can do. So they'll be attacking rugby, no question about that. Um, and the players we have here uh, can, can, certainly, can certainly do that. 